God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Ciao. Ciao. Listen. It's your girl, SJR, and I know you're probably wondering, where is the rest of the delegation and when did we have this meeting? Well, the answer is simple. Thursday night when I was up speaking, my husband called an impromptu fast. As you know, I've been doing the keto diet and therefore I literally don't have anything to fast from except for social media. And I thought for a minute about suspending the fast just to do the podcast, but I have been learning and growing so much about myself during this fast that I decided to lay down my responsibilities for work so that I could continue to be exposed to what God wants to show me. For those of you unfamiliar, we have called a fast up until Sunday, which is Pentecost Sunday. Now, I know some of you guys know what Pentecost Sunday is. Some of you don't. Pentecost Sunday is literally 50 days after Jesus was crucified, 50 days after the Passover. And it signifies the day in which the apostles received the Holy Spirit. And so the day of Pentecost is to my husband's, to quote my husband, one of the most important days in the Christian belief, because it is the Holy Spirit that empowers us to change our lives and to become more like God. And so we really wanted to go into this season asking for a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so I was kind of torn, right? Because I have my life, I have my structure, I have, you know, these responsibilities to the delegation and to the world at large. But I also felt like I really needed to be pressing in and asking God for a fresh baptism. So I am doing our podcast a little bit differently. I just want to share with you what I'm learning in this season, what God is revealing about me and maybe about you too, if this resonates with you. So One of the things that I've tried to be really intentional about is making sure that my life is in alignment with what God says about who I am and says about who I can become. And in the process of doing that, sometimes we have to lay down our own desires and our own will to make sure that his will is manifested. Okay, so we're a little bit over a month until the Woman Evolve Conference in Denver. I have my podcast. Like social media is a big part of what allows me to connect with the people who are connected to what God has me doing in the earth. And so me being off of social media at this time is honestly not convenient. But in order for me to really manifest what God has for me, I have to be willing to lay down my desires, my convenience, my comfort so that I can hear from him. So I felt like for me, the fast was a little bit of a test. Like, are you willing to lay these things down to hear from me and to be in alignment with what I'm doing in the earth? I am trusting and believing that God is going to take care of my business while I take care of his business. You know, uh, registration is going to be taken care of. People are going to be fed. 
my videos are still up. I just believe that God does not need my hands in it in order for the work to be done. So some of the things that I'm learning while I'm fasting, though, like I've been reading this book um, by Amy Simple McPherson. If you guys don't know about her and you are a woman in ministry, I highly suggest that you look her up. She was a major game changer in the Pentecostal movement. Pentecostal literally was the, the modern Pentecostal movement was literally the revival of the church believing in the Holy Spirit. And it was through her work that she used like entertainment and plays and all of these other things things that were unconventional at the time to share a message about God, but ultimately to get people to the Holy Spirit. So I'm reading this book about Amy Simple McPherson. I'm seeing how she literally laid her life down in so many ways in pursuit of God. And I was really challenged. I had to ask myself, like, do you really lay your life down? Like, lay your life down. Like my dad tells stories about when he was preaching and, you know, like they would pay, maybe like compensate him for preaching with grocery bags or, you know, he lost his job and they were on food stamps and he was still preaching every Sunday. And though like I was a part of that struggle, like just because I was in the overflow of his struggle, doesn't necessarily mean that that was my particular sacrifice. So I've been playing with this word sacrifice, right? Like what does it look like for me to sacrifice on my level and to lay my life down? Like, yes, I've answered my call to ministry, but that wasn't necessarily like this big laying my life down moment. It just felt like it was my only option. And I do think that there has to be a part of me that is constantly asking myself, like, what are you sacrificing now? So the pot, the fast gave me a good opportunity to like sacrifice what I'm doing so that I can stay in tune with what God wants me to do. But there were some other areas of sacrifice that I really began to dig into. So my husband asked me to go somewhere and I was busy. My day was planned. And I was like, I don't think I can go. And he was like, think about it, pray about it. I kind of think that you should be there. Let me know what happens. And I'm thinking to myself, if I rearrange my day to go, if I make a sacrifice to go, first of all, you need to know that it's a sacrifice. I've got a lot of things planned, so I'm going to do it, but I need you to know that it's a sacrifice. Secondly, I was not in the heart posture where I could sacrifice without having a mate, not like an attitude, but you know, like one of those nice, nasty attitudes where you're kind of like quiet in the car and you don't have a lot to say. So I was prepared to sacrifice, but my sacrifice required an acknowledgement and my sacrifice was going to have a punishment attached to it. And it made me realize that when we lay our life down, when we sacrifice on whatever level it is, if our sacrifice is ultimately about acknowledgement, or if our sacrifice is done and we punish the person for what we sacrifice, then that is not a sacrifice at all. It's actually us being selfish. I believe that when we sacrifice, when we literally lay down our lives, when we lay down our time, that we do so not begrudgingly, not waiting for someone to to tap us on the shoulder and say, good job, but we do it because we believe that in doing so, that we are closer to God's will. When Jesus was in the garden and he's praying and he's asking God to pass this cup, at the end of the day, he says, 
not my will, but your will be done. He sacrificed his will and he didn't ask anyone to acknowledge his sacrifice. He wasn't asking God to bless him as a result of his sacrifice. He simply did it because that was in alignment with what God wanted to do. And so I think that if you're like me, and I've shared on the podcast that I can find myself being selfish sometimes and wanting people to like and constantly thinking about myself and how I'm affected. There are going to be moments where you sacrifice. And I just want to challenge you to sacrifice with the right heart posture. That's what I've been doing for myself. Like if you're going to give your time, if you're going to give your attention, if you're going to give your resources, then don't do so begrudgingly. It would be better if you did not sacrifice at all than for you to sacrifice and punish someone for that sacrifice. I ended up not being able to go with my husband, but it really had me to start digging down within myself and asking myself about the notion of sacrifice. And if I can really say that I'm laying my life down in love with patience and with this spirit of excellence. Part of the reason why I had to really dig even deeper to dig even deeper in this is because on Thursday when I was preaching at Activate LA. My mic wasn't loud enough, and so I was like straining my voice. And when you strain your voice and you've kind of got like maybe a sinus or allergy thing, like you can start getting phlegm, right? So I get phlegm in my throat. I end up choking like on my phlegm while preaching. Like I had to stop preaching. Like, and like right when I was like, I rebuked, like I got it got caught in my throat. And I would finish my sermon. Like I did the best that I could. You know, God definitely had to take over because I was all in my head. I was all in my head about it. And so like all Friday, I'm like in my head. I'm like, dang, you know, girl, you messed up. You didn't show up. You didn't do things in excellent, like in excellence. And like part of me fasting has also been me realizing that excellence is not about you looking your best. Excellence is about you giving your best. And if you have given your best, it doesn't matter what it looks like on the other side, as long as it is your best. And sometimes we can be so consumed with how we look and how what our delivery is that we miss out on saying, but did I give my best? And I can honestly say on Thursday, I was giving my best and I did give my best. And so I had to relieve myself from this pressure. I had to lay my life down. I had to sacrifice my image, sacrifice my pride, sacrifice my ego, sacrifice my need to want to be eloquent and to do things so well in order to ultimately say, did God have his way? And I think for me, sometimes in ministry, I feel a lot of pressure because, you know, like I'm a little over five years in the ministry. At this stage in ministry at five years, you know, very few people would have had the opportunity to do some of the things that I've done. And while people can say, wow, that's really good for you, it's also a lot of pressure for me because I want to do well. I want to study. I want to be effective in my calling. And if I mess up, I mess up on a big stage. You know, if someone else messes up, they mess up in a smaller place where maybe it doesn't go everywhere. Like, I haven't been on social media. I don't know how many views that video has, but I'm sure it's probably got a few thousand views. And to know that like I had to lay my ego down and my pride down and let it be about effectiveness and not appearance has been a lesson that I've learned during fast. To not beat myself up for being human, to not beat myself up for the end result, but to ask myself, is the end result in alignment with what God wants? Nevertheless, 
not my will, but your will be done. So yes, I am searching my pride throughout this process. I'm actually preaching in St. Louis on Friday. Uh, There's information on my website, sarahjakesroberts.com. If you're in the St. Louis area, come holler at your girl. And then I'm preaching at the Potter's House Dallas on Sunday, right? So that will be my first time preaching again since like choke gate, okay? And um, I really want to be low. Like I want my life to be laid down. And so it's my prayer that God continues to pour into me and to feed into me so that I can make sure that my heart is in the right place. Like, yes, your hair can be in the right place. Yes, your makeup can be in the right place. Yes, your shoes can be in the right place. But girl, is your heart in the right place? And at the end of the day, your heart has to say, God, this is your moment. I don't care if I get up there and fall. I don't care if I get up there and and choke. Whatever happens, as long as at the end of the day, your name is glorified. Even if a video ends up going viral on the shade room of me jacking it up, like, Lord, if your name has been made great, it's not about me. It's about you. And I'm looking for other areas in my life to lay my life down. I don't want to be the kind of wife that says yes and then punishes my husband. I want to do so with joy. Like if I tell him I'm going to sacrifice and go, I don't want him to feel the weight of that sacrifice. Like Jesus did not make us feel the weight of his sacrifice. It was his joy. It was his pleasure to die on the cross for us so that we could have access to the Holy Spirit because the end result of who we would become as a result of his sacrifice was more important important than how he felt in the moment. As I'm dealing with my children, as I'm dealing with my husband, as I'm dealing with my businesses, I do not want my sacrifice to be held over their heads. I want to give from a place of strength and of faith and of belief that the sacrifice I am making is empowering us to move forward closer to that vision that God has in mind. So I'm going to count it all joy. I may have to struggle to get to the place of sacrifice, but once I've made the decision to sacrifice, then I'm going to do it with joy. I'm going to do it with peace. I'm not going to punish people. And like, I'm really working on that because I want people to know what it costs me. Okay. I'm here, but child, I went through a struggle to get here. And sometimes it's not that deep. Like if you're going to show up, just show up for people. Don't be that person. Okay. That's one thing I'm learning. The other thing I'm learning about during this fast is really just my life being baptized anew in the Holy Spirit. So one of the things I told you, I was reading that book about Amy Simple McPherson. And one of the things that stood out to me in that book is like, she didn't really, like she was struggling with church. She was struggling with believing in God. And then she went to this Pentecostal church and she literally saw someone fall out under the power of the Holy Spirit. She saw people speaking in tongues and she was like, that I can get with, which is a sign. Sometimes our religion doesn't move people. Our religion doesn't move people a lot of times because people want power. They want God's power in action over their life. And when we make them feel like religion is about rules and about what you can and cannot do, we miss the opportunity to show them that at the end of the day, the reason why we're here is because of the power of God to change our lives, the power of God to give us strategy, to give us wisdom, the power of God to change this earth. Come on, kingdom folks. We need the power of God to change this world. When we see these shootings, when we see things happening in the earth, when we see suicide, suicidal teens and depression permeating every area of our life. That is a mandate that the power of God needs to touch that thing. And how can the power of God touch anything unless we become vessels of the power of God? Anywho, Amy Simple McPherson, she was sitting in church 
she saw this person go out by the power of God and she got hungry for it. She got hungry. She was like, God, I want that power. God, I want that power. I want to feel what they feel. I want to have an encounter with you. And I can remember like as a young girl in church, like really wanting the Holy Spirit. Like I wanted to speak in tongues. I wanted to dance. I wanted to shout. Why? Not so that I could experience the power of God, but because I wanted to keep up with all of my other church friends and people who were, you know, I guess who had the Holy Spirit. Who knows? I think some of them was pretending if I am to be honest, but whatever, I wanted it to keep up. I never pretended to have it. I was just like, oh, well, I gave up on it, did my own thing. I was like, you know, I love Jesus. I've accepted him as my savior every time they did the prayer call, but I just don't have the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to have to be all right with that. What I know now that I didn't know then is that as I began to listen to that small, still voice, like that voice that said, you know, Sarah, you shouldn't be in this relationship. That voice that said, Sarah, you can't think those thoughts. That voice that said, Sarah, write the blog. That that small voice was the Holy Spirit whispering to me, leading me, guiding me, and moving me. And I really feel as I've been on this fast, though I've had encounters with the Holy Ghost and I've like, prayed in tongues and I have, you know, literally felt the power of God overtake me. That's what happens when I preach. Like it's not me up there. It's like the Holy Spirit overtaking me. But I really feel like God has been speaking to me on this fast that if I could ever go back and get that hunger I had for the Holy Spirit when I was a little girl because I wanted it for people and now use it now with the knowledge of wanting it for his glory, that a new dimension would be open to me and a new heaven would be opened over me and that I would really begin to manifest the power of God in a fresh new way. And I know like for some of you guys, you may feel like, you know, oh, you're, you already seem so powerful. You already seem like you have it all together. But what I'm telling you is that no one fully has it there. And it is our hunger that creates space for God to move in our life. So if you're listening to this podcast, I know it's unorthodox. I know it's not our usual setup, but I want to challenge you to get hungry for the Holy Spirit. So you may be saying to yourself like, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? So in my book that I'm reading about Amy Simple McPherson, she was like praying and rocking and swaying. And God told her, you know, you don't have to do any of those things. Like, all I want you to do is to start praising my name. Like, and then she starts just saying, glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus, over and over and over again. And she got filled with the Holy Spirit. When I talk about being hungry for the Holy Spirit, what I'm ultimately saying is to fully acknowledge how powerless you are without God. Like sometimes we do, we take the fact that we're breathing and we're living and that our life is functioning. Maybe it's not 100%, but it's something. And we get so caught up in like, God, I need you to do this for me. God, I need you to do that for me. Instead of just being like, God, you are already so awesome. You've already done so many incredible things for me. I have air in my lungs. God, you didn't have to give me that job. God, you didn't have to place me in this relationship. God, you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. And I'm hungry for more of you. I just want more of you because if I have more of you, I have less depression. If I have more of you, then I have less insecurity. If I have more of you, then I have less of me. And I don't trust me in this world. I don't have strategy for suicide. I don't have strategy for ministry. I don't have strategy for my marriage. I don't have 
strategy for my children. But God, if you give it to me, then I will have your strategy. I will have your power in action through me. And I just want to be hungry for a touch. Maybe you've never experienced the Holy Spirit. Maybe you listen to this podcast and I'm the only God girl in your world. Well, child, I just want to let you know that part of the reason why you're connected to me is because of what God has done on the inside of me. And I would not be genuine to that call if I did not offer you an opportunity to become hungry for him. My ministry was never about you being led to me. It was always about you being led to him. And of course, I wanted to create an environment where you could feel safe and understood and related to because that's who I am. And that's why you are connected to me. But what I'm telling you is that the most important part of me is the part of me that wants to hear from God. It's the part of me that seeks out his spirit. It's the part of me that honestly and truly believes that I completely messed up my life. I mean, tow it up. It was toe up from the flow up, almost made you want to throw up. But God whispered something in my ear that made me believe that I was better than the mess that I was in. And because of that whisper and me following that whisper, you and I have been connected. And I just want you to know that I'm going to go to another level and I want you to come with me. Get hungry with me. Get flat out hungry to hear from God. And you can say, like, God, I don't know if you're real. God, I don't know if you hear me. I don't know how this thing works. But God, I'm just asking for a sign. I want to, I want this earth to be filled with your presence. And so let it start with me. Remove any barriers, remove any second guessings that have kept me from you. And then with that place, from that place, fill me with your spirit. I love you guys. I will be back next week when my fast is over. Can you pray for me? I'm preaching in St. Louis. I'm preaching in Dallas. And I want to preach from this new place of hunger because on the day of Pentecost, when everyone was gathered on one accord, the spirit fell. And I am believing that as we gather and continue to gather, not just on Sunday, the day of Pentecost, but every time we gather, that the spirit will fall. I need the spirit. You do too. I love you. Let's pray. God, hopefully something I have said today has not just challenged, but comforted someone who's listening to this podcast. And God, I am praying that as you continue to reveal yourself to all of us, that it would become increasingly clear that you have power to give us. Not power for us to make our name great, but power for your kingdom to be established. And so, God, the next time we are grieved in our spirit about something that we've read in a headline or a bill or a letter or an experience or situation, God, remind us that you have given us power to change the current. And so, God, I am asking that you would awaken a hunger, a deeper hunger, inside of every person listening, no matter how many times they've been filled or touched by your spirit before, it is my prayer that this will be a fresh encounter with you and that they would go back or for the first time realize that I was better when I was thirsting for you and not for what man says will make me great. And God, as they seek your kingdom, I believe in your word where it says all other things will be added unto them. 
Bless us. Bless this time together. May we hear from you. May we become better as a result of it. In Jesus' name, amen.